Welcome to the Paradigm Shift on 4ZZZ 102.1, where we challenge the assumptions of our current society to resist oppression and investigate alternative ways of living for a world based on justice, solidarity, and sustainability. We're on the paradigm shift and there's welcome at, uh, to this country and I've just been travelling over this country and in that time I've gone to many nations places from the Camilleray down to the Wadri, two very large nations looking out west and seeing a lot of devastation in country at the moment owing to the drought and to the human interference with uh, the system that has led our climate to an emergency. This week's program on the Paradigm Shift is about Chile and I heard during the week uh, someone from Chile was saying Chileans are being squeezed like lemons. Now looking at the background of this, neoliberalism which was implemented in Chile after the dictatorship in 1973. It was founded by a guy called von Mises and others in Vienna in the 1920s. It is a particularly wild version of capitalism. Mises gained power with Reagan and Thatcher with devastating effects in much of the world. And that is the basic reason for anger, resentment and contempt for political institutions that we see now that are sweeping much of the world, creating opportunities for the ultra-right demagogues such as Trump, Morrison, Johnson, Bolsonaro, Orban, Salvini and others who seek to divert the justified anger towards scapegoats such as immigrants, blacks, Muslims and so on. An ancient tactic with serious consequences. So today we look at Chile... Following major student unrest in 2011 and 2012, unrest from the Mapuche people in the south earlier this year in an ongoing 500-year struggle for decolonisation, there is now another street war going on in the capital of Santiago and in Valparaiso to its north. Many are dead, thousands have been arrested. So we're going to go and speak to Liliana Sanchez and hear what she has to say about what is going on in Chile. Can you please introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Liliana Sanchez. I was born in Santiago, Chile in the 80s and have been living here in Australia since I was four years old. In the early 1980s, there was um, a lot of unrest. Um, There were people living in gated communities. There was a lot of abduction of uh, middle-class and upper-class people. Uh, There was a lot of um, uncertainty about where you could go on the streets. Soldiers would ride around on bicycles wearing bandoleras and guns that looked like AK-47s. Do you recollect any of that? I do. Um, I'm also the daughter of a um, political prisoner uh, during the times of the dictatorship in Chile, which is what you're describing. 
Um, and I have memories at a very early age of some um, really horrific things that, you know, at that age you shouldn't have to remember or be part of. Do you, was your family, uh, what, what's the word, uh, exilios? Were they, the, were they exiles? Yes, yes. And so that's how you came to be in Australia? Yes since uh, 1988. Okay, so you were in the second wave of exile. The first wave, yep. of course, was when the, the coup happened. Pinochet took over in 1973. There was a That's lot right. of people who were put in, actually in the stadium in Santiago. Uh, a lot of people were killed and a lot of people sought refuge in places like Australia. That's right. So in that second wave, what distinguishes it from the first? I think in the second wave, uh, what happened is that Chile was uh, going through, I guess, taking to the streets their discontent with the dictatorship, which was, again, a second wave of extreme violations to people's human rights. So uh, it was extremely dangerous circumstances for people in Chile during those times. Second wave were exiled out of Chile. Are you surprised by the civil unrest that is happening now on the streets of Chile? Uh, there are two parts to be able to respond to that question, and I think we really need to look at what is currently happening in Chile, um, why there's civil unrest in the city. I want to highlight, you know, that this is not about a fair hike in Santiago subways. It started or it was sparked off by the uh, hike uh, in the fair price, but the Chilean people are currently trying to demand uh, a dignified life in Chile. So they're demanding things like, you know, um, an increase in their minimum wage, which is about the equivalent to $550 a month here in Australia. Am I surprised? I'm not surprised. Um, the people's demands are dignified. Um, they're, they're demanding for their human, their basic human rights to be met. President Pinera has uh, revoked the raise in the metro. He has taken back the rise in electricity and he's offered an increase in the basic wage. Will the people continue their protest? I believe that they will continue their protest because that's not enough. They're demanding for an increase in their minimum wage, as I said, the reduction in prices for basic services, a reduction of the 45-hour work week to 40 hours, um, a restoration of the union rights and sectoral collective bargainings, uh, a nationalisation of both public services and, and strategic uh, energy sector, student debt forgiveness. Currently, students are um, having debts that expand up to 20 years um, to pay for their studies. They're demanding the annulment of the country's private sector and pension fund, uh, the cancellation of the odious free market water codes, which I mentioned about. Uh, the, uh, sorry, they're demanding a progressive tax, ref tax reform, uh, new migration policy, uh, but mostly the people and the demonstrators are calling for a new constitution to be drafted by the Constituent Assembly, the constitution which has been present since the times of the dictatorship. My next question was going to be, do you see the, the economic system in Chile as being, you know, it's always been presented as being a successful formula for the entirety of Latin America. You clearly don't agree with that. <laughs> so what, what, what you're describing, isn't it true of all of Latin America then? 
Yeah, um, I agree. It is something that um, uh, most of Latin America is suffering. And I do want to, um, I guess, get back to answering that question because I think it's really important to highlight. I mean, you know, it is seen and Chile is portrayed as being, you know, um, one of these uh, great examples of an economic system and that um, Chile is uh, doing so well in the economic uh, front. But in a country where the population survives on less than $250 a month, half of the already $550 minimum wage, public minimum pensions amount to slightly more than uh, that for right, retirees between 70 and 75 years old. Meanwhile, the actual average monthly cost for food is $500 to $600 a month. The effects are deadly. Um, last year, nearly uh, 27,000 poor Chileans died waiting for necessary health care in the country's crumbling public systems. By contrast, uh, the median monthly wages of about 600 or what is equivalent to $650 to is 1% earns at least 10 times as much controlling one third of the nation's income. The Chilean people live under obscene inequality where the rich become richer and the poor suffer and die waiting for the demands to be heard and met. The country is under this so-called wonderful economy being stripped of its natural resources and only benefiting the rich or that 1% that I mentioned and multi-billion dollar local and national corporations. Is this a sign of a successful formula for a country and its people? I don't think so. And as you said, it is what we see across a lot of Latin America. Demasiado tiempo de abrazar a los que partieron me ha cansado. Demasiado tiempo de zarpazo mortal a los que amo me ha cansado. Demasiado tiempo, demasiado me ha cansado. Y desde mis ojos cansados, y desde mi pelo cansado, y desde mi llanto cansado, penetro en tus ojos y tus ojos se agrandan. Y nuestra mirada de ayer es presente y futuro y mi canto vuelve a cantar en el tuyo. Al contemplar tu mirada tan triste vuelvo a pensar en ayer que caminaba sin miedo a tu lado, sin preguntar el porqué, donde se oían todas las voces y el canto de todos se hacía escuchar. Hay que apretar el presente con brazos y voces que hoy puedan cantar. Hay que apretar el presente con brazos y voces que puedan cantar para que nunca más en Chile para que nunca más para que nunca más en Chile para que nunca más para que nunca más en Chile los secretos calabozos vuelvan a morder la humanidad de mi pueblo para que nunca más en Chile la educación sea el negocio de unos pocos y no el derecho de todos para que nunca más en Chile se vendan nuestras riquezas naturales a manos extranjeras para que nunca más en Chile 
nuestros pueblos originarios, nuestros abuelos, tengan que reclamar justicia y dignidad en las calles. Para que nunca más en Chile se violen los derechos humanos. Para que nunca más en Chile la dictadura trate de matar a nuestros dirigentes, a nuestros jóvenes. Hay que apretar el presente con brazos y voces que puedan cantar. Hay que apretar el presente con brazos y voces que puedan That was a great song. That was uh, Sol y Uvia. Uh, there's the name of the band. That's Sol, S-O-L-E-Y, and then Uvia, I-L-U-V-I-A. And, uh, of course, the song was Para Que Nunca Ma, which means that they don't want to go back to the dictatorship that occurred in 1973 when the only elected socialist government in the world was overthrown by the dictator Pinochet. So let's go back to Liliana Sanchez, who has inherited that history. She's a child of one of the uh, political prisoners of that time and, like her parents, are in exile. So we'll go and listen to what Lily has to say in the second part of the interview on today's show. We're discussing Chile. When you were born, there was uh, the great Chilean economic crisis of 1982, uh, and that was during the dictatorship. And at that time, there were high interest rates. The peso was overvalued. The banks were, had to be bailed out by the government for taking excessive risks. And even financial societies were also bailed out. And some of the banks were nationalized. So even though the Chilean experiment has been an experiment in Friedmanism or neoliberalism, that seems to have failed. And they do actually continue the nationalising of certain industries like Codelco, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's the state-owned mm -hmm. copper mine. So mm -hmm. what what is the political direction that the Chilean government is now following? Um, in all honesty, I'm actually not qualified to be able to to answer what the Chilean government is following but I do know and understand that Chile has been an original perpetual laboratory for neoliberalism starting with the infamous Chicago boys that spread these neoliberal measures during the Pinochet regime and is still present today. There was a joke that the Chicago boys having failed in 1982 they were constructing a pathway to socialism Why hasn't that happened? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to answer that question um, in a way that I would be able to do it to do that justice to the people of Chile. Well, there's certainly been a lot of repression, really, throughout the the period of your life, Lily. The, yeah. um, there's, <laughs> there's been, you know, and 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 the fact that you and your parents uh, were forced to leave the country, that's a, that's a sign that there was any attempts at democratic change was going to be met with some severe consequences for the people who were proposing it. I was just wondering whether you um, 
you have any political affiliation that you think might be able to bring about change? I think that that is also one of the misconceptions at the moment that's going around, um, you know, that this is a this has to be taken by, uh, you know, political left or political right. Um, the fight of the people currently in Chile is a fight that is not binary. It's not about um, a political movement. It's actually a fight for human rights. The people are tired and, you know, they're not afraid anymore. They spent 30 years or the last 30 years afraid um, since, you know, the dictatorship or at least since the dictatorship finished. There's still that fear from the dictatorship has lasted until now. Those three decades have seen an extension of many of the regimes that the neoliberal economic scheme has put forward. Um, so the rich have really gouged out from the poor too much and and so the poor are just rising up as a response to that reality that they're facing so where do we go from here what how do how do we get more equality between you know between people i guess you know if you have a look and you know i did try to mention some of the um requests from the people they they're basic things like um, this is what it, the point that I was trying to make. It's not about uh, it extends across the whole nation. They're not talking about um, the political left or the right. They're demanding basic human rights and a dignified life. Um, you know, the increase to minimum wage. They're not able to subsist in the current uh, minimum wage. They're not able to pay for those hiking prices of electricity of um, metro fares of water, um, let alone the prices of just eating, and it, um, you know the reduction of 45 hours of uh, work week. Like here in Australia, our work week is 38 hours. Um, the restriction of union rights, and um, they're fighting against the re the restriction of the union rights and sectoral collective uh, bargaining. They're, you know, they're fighting for things that should be available to all humans to be able to live a dignified life. There is a high demand for copper in the world because of the uh, the changes from uh, the internal combustion engine to electric engines. Um, the, uh, the Chile is well placed. It has some of the biggest copper mines in the world. It has a nationalised copper mine in Codelco, owns that, um, and the workforce is unionised. Now, the workforce at the beginning of this emergency went out on strike, but um, I've heard that they are, have ended their strike. I don't know if you have any updates on that, but those unions, they are making simple demands that the people be paid more and that that... Um, that by winning those claims that the workers will be able to encourage other unions and other workers to um, to make similar claims. Do you have anything to say about that? Um, I'm not actually aware um, about the strikes um, ending. I do know that many workers' unions have risen up and joined um, in solidarity with the rest of the people in Chile um, I know that the port workers have a standoff and um, have written testimonials 
in solidarity as well. Um, so that's in uh, yeah, like a city like Valparaiso, which is a port city. So the the waterside workers and the seamen they, they're on they they've stopped, have they? Um, they have joined in the in the strike. Um, as that was the last um, that I had heard, and they put a call out um, in solidarity with the demands and the fights that the Chilean people um, have currently today. Now. Neoliberalism assumes that the right to property is superior to the right to life. So where does the anger that has erupted in Chile, where does it, where is it coming from? Um, again, the basic human rights or human needs not being met, not being able to live um, on, on and, and have their basic necessities met. Um, you know, access to healthcare, or quality healthcare, access to have drinking water, access to have electricity because most people can't afford it, um, access to education um, because again, if you have to go in debt for up to 20 years, um, and if you can <laughs> go into debt, um, if you have, you know, it's all of these things, they're basic needs. In um, yeah. 2011 and 2012, we were visited here uh, by a student activist and he was on a tour of Australia and talking about that very point that you mentioned there, that the inequality even in the tertiary education sector where basically the rich get access to the, the really good universities and the poor get really mm. no education <laughs> i mean they're they're poor universities that they're going to and yeah. so in the in the job in the contest for jobs they're they're very much you know at a disadvantage that inequality that exists in the um the tertiary sector does it exist across the board like for primary and secondary education as well uh i'm i'm not a hundred percent um sure about so you didn't you didn't go to school in Chile. You came here before then. Yes, I was uh, four years old when I came. Okay. I think that's what this is really about. Um, is actually the people united. They the overall resounding message is we're not against each other. We're not at war with each other. We are united, fighting for you know basic human rights and a dignified life. It's actually people from all areas. The indigenous communities are a part of this fight. Um, and you're right, um, the history of the indigenous communities um, in Chile have been fighting um, against this government for a long time and been treated in with police brutality and um, occupation of their land and, um, uh, you know, We've seen a lot of deaths occurring um, in the south, in the indigenous communities who are fighting for their rights as well. Now we're seeing that on a much broader level, a scale. All of Chile is dealing with that. All of Chile is facing that extreme um, police brutality uh, in order to maintain control by the government. Um, as I said, the, the government has declared war against its own people. Um, he went on national TV in order to declare war against his his people. He says he was fighting um, a dangerous enemy, and he's talking directly about the people who are demanding um, 
a dignified life. That's um, a quite a amazing song. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. It's Canto Porti. It's a song for you by Fabiano Ubiero. I'm not very good on the pronunciation side, but uh, we're talking to Liliana Sanchez, who's very good on both English and Spanish. So we'll listen to what she has to say about what are they, what are the people going to do now that Chile has woken up. Che Guevara, who was a great protagonist for the uh, peoples of Latin America, he saw uh, Latin America as not really being uh, comprised of different nations like 
Chile and Argentina and Brazil and so on. He saw it as being a struggle for all of the, the American people, and as he put it. And um, now we've seen in the north of Latin America, you know, a Bolivarian revolution, and there have been people from Central America, Cuba, who've participated in that, that sort of struggle. Is there likely, is there likely to be a, a pan-American revolution that, that, given that the countries that are in the neighbouring Chile are undergoing the hardships and the repression from right-wing governments? I want to hope. <laughs> That's all I can say. Is there anything in the, um, that's happening here in, in Brisbane where people can, you know, raise their awareness of what's going on? How, how do they go about doing that? We um, have organised, though, a lot of the Chilean community here in Australia and in Brisbane have actually organised a, a peaceful demonstration in the city tomorrow, tomorrow, Saturday, 26th of October, from 4pm to 6pm at Radcliffe Place, um, which is across in front of the casino and they're gathering in support and solidarity with the people of Chile um, with the peaceful and family-friendly manifestation. So basically we're seeking people to come out with a red shirt and a white scarf which is what um, has been the call out in the protests in Chile um, and the white scarf is being worn um, you know to to say it's peaceful. Um, we're also welcoming people to bring their flags of all nationalities, posters, musical instruments and symbols um, in support of the people of Chile. Um, we're also bringing pots and pans because of the cacerolazo, uh, um, which is what the Chilean people are using uh, in their demonstrations, uh, banging pots and pans. Um, we're also asking people to bring a lot of good vibes and unite together in support of the Chilean people. Um, the, the event itself has been uh, well planned and well organised. They've got activities, um, beautiful songs, Chilean dances of the Cueca. Um, and then uh, towards the end of the session, there'll be a candlelight vigil in commemoration of the numerous uh, people who have been murdered uh, throughout the last couple of days and people who are currently disappeared. Um, so we're asking for people to bring electronic candles, um, ensuring fire safety. Viva Chile. Great. Thank you, Lily. Thank you. celebrarte llenándome con tu nombre la boca comiéndote apenas te he dejado vas en mí cristalina o temblorosa o inquieta herida por mí mismo o colmada de amor como cuando tus ojos se cierran sobre el don de la vida que sin cesar te entregó Amor mío, nos hemos encontrado sedientos Y nos hemos bebido toda el agua 
y la sangre Nos encontramos con hambre y nos mordimos Como el fuego muerde Dejándonos heridas y nos mordimos Como el fuego muerde Dejándonos heridas y nos mordimos Como el fuego muerde Dejándonos heridas That was uh, a Patricio Annabellon, uh, Ausencia, which are uh, the, the lyrics of a Pablo Neruda so, uh, poem. Some of the lyrics go, In my deep dreams I have your protection, I have your love and your smile. Pablo Neruda was uh, one of the poets of the revolution in Chile, which led to Unidad Popular and the 
the election of uh, Salvador Allende, which ended when the dictatorship by Augusto Pinochet took over. We've been listening today to Liliana Sanchez, who's organising a rally tomorrow, amongst other, no doubt, difficult jobs, and that's at Radcliffe Place. Um, but I dug up this morning some from our archive, an interview that I did with Liliana's mother, Ma Marcella, and that is sheds a lot of light on what is really going on there in Chile. So I'm going to play that interview now. It runs for about 10 minutes, and then we'll go out with um, a great song by Inti Germani, Iyapu, and Quilak Panyun. So we've featured Chilean music today, of course, with this show. You're on the paradigm shift. Chileans have woken up. There is a strong push to get rid of the right-wing government of uh, Pinera, and let's hope the people are victorious. Let's, let's go now to an interview I did with um, Marcella supporting Chile Solidarity. By the way, of course, there are Chile Solidarity demonstrations occurring right around the world as we speak. Can you please introduce yourself? I'm just Marcela Conello, one of the um, Chilean um, person living in Australia, part of the community. Now we're in King George Square. Why are we here today? We just here try to support the Chilean movement against the, the government and all those um, problems that have been um, happening in um, South Chile with the Mapuche people. So we just want to, for an hour, just to open the eyes of the Australian people, the community around here in the central of the city, and just um, give some awareness what's going on at the moment with under the democracy government. So there's a lot of um, human um, rights and justice at the moment with the Mapuche people, our indigenous people. So we just thought, I'm um, just get together and stand up here for an hour and just um, show what's going on in Chile at the moment. Now the Mapuche are the indigenous people of Chile who have been fighting a struggle for land rights for over 500 years. And what has happened now that has sparked these new protests? Well, the problem is before the Mapuche were fighting for the rights of their own land. They used to be arrested, taken to the court and go through the normal legal process. So it was okay for them because it was still safe to get arrested and still protesting and try to recover their own lands. But at the moment, unfortunately, with the new government, they did start just killing the Mapuche people. So there's like a lot of executions on the street, especially in South Chile, where all the protests are hap happening. So instead of just uh, detaining those people, um, instead of taking them to the jail or arrested or, or, or get into the court, they're just getting executed on the street, on their own houses. So we're thinking it cannot happen under democracy. That is, is worse than dictatorship system. So we are against that. So we are against the execution of our uh, indigenous people because they're fighting for the right to their own land. Okay, now in the last 30 years, we have seen a very bad history in Chile. We've seen the elected government of Salvador Allende being deposed by the army. We've seen the dictatorship. We've seen some brutal treatment of the, the resistance there. Uh, we've seen a transition to um, 
a social democratic kind of government. And now we have a president, Sebastian Pinera, mm -hmm. who has declared he's going to fight terrorism. What is the movement doing against that? You know, we have to start, just to say it, we had the dictatorship physically. We had four people from the army running the country. But unfortunately, since those four people pass away, we have the 1980 constitution, which is still running every single democratic government in Chile. Unfortunately, none of the, the governments after the dictatorship have been able to wipe it off that constitution from 1980, belongs to the dictatorship rules, and start fresh. Unfortunately, whatever people want to do in Chile to get better social condition, to get the right of the land, to get the right of whatever, is under the 1980 constitution. So we are still living under the dictator government. All the rules in Chile at the moment under that constitution. And unfortunately, the Chilean people, the left-wing parties, had been able to shine that. So we having no democracy whatsoever in Chile. Okay, a young Mapuche activist by the name of Camilo Catrilanca has been shot in the head in his home by the Jungle Command. Can you explain what the Jungle Command is? We, what we know, because we're so far away from Chile and we tried to get everything um, coming from the media, what we know is a group like uh, part of the um, police institution government they are this special, special group just with the aim of exterminating the Mapuche um, indigenous people in South Chile. So these people is just, maybe Skodora just to shoot and kill. So try to make the, try to spread the horror in the Mapuche so they stop fighting for their own rights to the land. 9% of the Chilean people are Mapuche. It's a very big population of people, particularly in South Chile. They've been conducting a struggle against uh, the destruction of their native forests and the taking away of their land. What can be done to support them, to give them solidarity? I think very important thing, we got in Australia, we got a few consulates. People need to start writing to the consulate and ask what's going on. We cannot let this happen and just shooting people instead of being to the right justice process. If they're breaking the law, the dictatorship law, not the democracy law, if they're breaking the law, they should be, have a proper process how they can, um, you know, be, uh, take it to the justice. But we need to support as well the Mapuche people. As the Australian, we do support the Aboriginal movement for the right of the land. We have to do exactly the same. Unfortunately, we're so far away, but we can use the media. We can stand up for them, just write the letters and ask what's going on in Chile under the democracy government. What's going on? Okay, looking more broadly now, over the last 30 years, there was a swing towards the left, but now, Increasingly, there's the election of populist leaders in places like Chile, Colombia, in other places in Latin America and Central America, and they are kowtowing once again to the US, and particularly with the new President Trump, they are now starting to do business again. What can we do in Australia to help that struggle of the Latin American people against imperialism? <laughs> 
unfortunately, you know what? If you win, we're going to say the truth, unfortunately, Australia is in the same boat like Chile and South America. We follow the USA's policies. Australian government follow everything what the big brother is doing. And it's the same in South America. So if you want to start waking up here, right here in Australia, what's going on here in Australia, how the Australian community can help South America? You know, because from here you see, no, it's just so far away, that problem. It's not our problem. We don't see that problem. Oh, the South American people has been fighting forever. But unfortunately, the, the Australian government is doing exactly the same like Australian government or the other government in South America. They follow the big brother. So until we don't get out of the umbrella of the big brother, which is American administration, Nothing is going to change until we don't wake up as a one people because what's happening in Australia is happening in Chile in different ways, but it's happening. We need to wake up to that. In 1973, when Salvador Allende was assassinated and the Chilean experimentation with democracy failed, who was it that was there providing secret uh, information to put down the protests, but the Australian secret police, they were there with the CIA in, and, and that was under a Labor government here, that, that it was actually an Australian businessman, international You're talking about Alan Bond, Bond, we know that. that. during a Labor government, yes, they we allowed do. that to happen. We do. You know what? Australian in those times did play two faces was supporting America with the um, taking the democracy government of Chile by dictatorship and in another hand was open the, the boundaries and the um, coming as a refugee from the dictatorship. So he did play the game really well because he was followed the big brother orders. Australia did support American helping to take the government of agenda by the dictatorship and then, in the same time, they were open um, the doors for all the refugees come to Australia and give everything to us. So, unfortunately, Australia hasn't been very fair. We are happy to be here because we got the freedom we didn't have in our country. But the Australian policy is a little bit shame. Well, we're standing right here in King George Square, which is stolen land. It's the land of the Turrbal and the Jagera people. And that land was never ceded. So what do we need to change about where we are now to give proper signal that we will not put up with the theft of land, the theft of a people's culture? When you start looking what's going on around your own neighborhood first, around what's going on in the city with the homeless, with the central link payments, with the right to education, right to the Medicare. When we start doing that first in this country, we can start helping the rest. When we open our eyes, what really was going on here in the Aboriginal homeland, what's going on with the Aboriginal people, then we can open our frontiers. It's no point to helping the other side of the world when you cannot help yourself here to change what's going on in the future for this country where we live in right now here. Uh, is there anything else that either of you'd like to add? Call the people, be part of the society, be part of what's going on in Australia. See what is not right in Australia, what it needs to be changed for the, for the majority, not for the minority. And stop follow the big brother, Americans. They're going to take us to the destruction. That's it. Just open your eyes what's going on right here in this soil.
and then start doing what's, what is good for the rest of the world. Thank you, Marcella. That was Marcella from Chile Solidarity, and there's a demonstration on tomorrow with Solidarity with the Chilean people. A couple of weeks ago, we're about to go out, but I'm going to just give a little uh, talk here. A couple of weeks ago, I attended a anniversary, a 50th anniversary of uh, Che Guevara's death, and when uh, when Latin America was faced with similar crisis as they are now. Uh, che and uh, Fidel Castro and a number of other people involved in the Bolivarian Revolution, they took up the struggle and this is a response made by Che in the United Nations to the uh, pressure from the imperialists on their country. The new stance of the Americas is manifested and summarized and is being proclaimed everywhere by the people as an expression of their irrefutable decision to paralyze the armed hand of the, of the invader. And our proclamation is homeland or death. Well, certainly Che gave up the ultimate price to fight uh, imperialism in, in the Americas. And we're going to go out with El Pueblo Unido by Yui Japu, Inti Germani and Quilapeon. <laughs>